What up? It me, Mobile Homies, live Instagram this week. My guy Zumbi from Zion Eye. Let's see, where is he at? I know you're there, Steve. Where you at? Tap in. My brother, what's up, man? Hey. What's up with your boy? How you doing? How are you? Yeah. I'm good, man. How you feeling? I'm good, man. Are you, uh, well, I was, you know, you, you know how touring artists, whenever we see each other, we're like, you home these days? You home right now? Hey, y'all home now. We're all fucking home, man. What is your day in, day out routine right now? Because... The reason why I ask is because we're, we are known as touring artists. You know, we spend a lot of time away from home. So, which you know, on that side of it, man, I kind of I like that. It's odd, you know what I'm saying? Because I used to fiend to be on the road so much, but now with the family and the kids, it's like it's kind of cool to actually have an established routine. Like I didn't have one. Right. My routine lately, man, has been uh, just wake up, meditate. Hopefully before the kids wake up. And if I have the kids, I usually just make them food. Yeah. Situated. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then I go outside and I'll do my Qigong routine. But um, if I don't have them, I'll meditate in the morning. And then I go like to the lake or to the park somewhere outside. And I go do my Qigong thing. Yeah. And the meditation and the Qigong, that like keeps me, uh, that's what keeps me calm, bro. Because I mean, all this stuff going on, it's, it's, it's mad stressful. Yeah. If I get in my head about it, it's too much. I'm trying to do things like meditate, make music, qigong, holler, kick with the homies, good people. I'm trying to actually do a lot in terms of trying to stay out of my brain. Right. Yeah. Trying to stay outside of your of yourself. I wouldn't say outside of myself. Or in the moment, rather. Yes. That's it. Right. That's that's what I mean. Like not not so insular that you like overthinking and going nuts and you know like that can that's a killer you know what i mean that's especially right now that's a killer and it's easy to do it yeah totally yeah i mean i see people you know what i'm saying i see i go to the lake a lot just you know what i'm saying because it's like you know the social the epicenter of open right now right and i just see cats in the morning like jogging rappers you know what i'm saying jogging or just walking or walking with their kids and we all every time i see somebody bro we chop it up for like an hour Cause you, I ain't seen you. Know, I haven't seen nobody in so long. You know what I'm saying? The real. I, I think everybody's dealing with it in their own way. Yeah. So but let me let me ask you about this because I want to get into a lot of things with you because you and I have never. Ha- I mean, we've been on the road together quite a bit, and and sometimes every now and then, like we'll have phone conversations or you know we'll text or whatever. But I definitely haven't seen or talked to you since quarantine started, and we haven't had like a long in-depth conversation in a long time and and we frequently do you know just being on the road or whatever right and i know you as a guy that is big into like meditative practice you know and qigong and all these things as i've known you you know and, and like in the spirit of our conversation i'm drinking a green juice You have a funny with the, the gourmet, uh, the gourmet grub, but I see you over there, bro. Pokeball, <laughs> Pokeball. <laughs> right? Because for those of us that don't like, I don't meditate. 
right? I probably should. I don't. Like, Gab is real big on that. You know what I mean? Walk me through this, please. First thing, man, you do meditate. You just don't call it that. When you, you make music, you write rhymes. Meditate, man. When you okay. focus on something, that's meditation. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, as a musician, you got to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. On stage, I mean, I don't know. If, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty sure I had this, this, uh, this feeling on stage where, like, you go into the song and you're like, damn, I forgot my shit. Kind of start analyzing at some part of your brain, like, I forgot my lyrics. Yes. And when the one hits, you just write back in there. And you got to, I do that all the time where I'm, like, observing myself. Right. I got to, I got to, like, bring that observation away and just be. And then it's like, that's a meditation, man, just to be able to do that. But for me, it, it I started doing it um, mostly in college, man. I was taking classes for meditation and going to ashrams and doing all this different stuff. Where? Where was this? I was I was in Atlanta, going to Morehouse, and I was living in this neighborhood called the West End. For whatever reason, man, it was a super spiritual place, man. I mean, I had Rastas down the street chanting Nayabingi. I had, um, you know, Orthodox Muslims doing a Muslim prayer call down the street. Wow. There were the Hebrew Israelites at Soul Veg. There was like some revolutionary Christians, church. It was just super, like it was, that was the vibe. Wow. So I was walking through these na this neighborhood, going to school every day. And I guess I just soaked it up some of it, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of it was already in me, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah, man, mostly for me, the meditation is about the breath, um, slowing your breathing down and more observing the thoughts. The, the, the way I look at it mostly is, or the best metaphor I've heard for the, what, I, what I was taught, is that you you watch your thoughts like you watch a movie. You watch a movie, you, you know what I'm saying, you see whoever, you know, some action dude, black, I don't know, Black Panther, Idris Elba, whoever, running and punching somebody in the face, and you watch it, and you relate to it, but you don't, you're not like, I'm socking somebody in the face right now. <laughs> I'm doing, like, you don't look at it like that. Yeah. That's how I was taught to observe your thoughts. Like, they're just your thoughts. They're not you. Yeah. They're not beingness of who you are. These are thoughts in your mind. Your mind is supposed to think thoughts. Your ego, its job is to generate, like, as a defense mechanism to keep you alive. So it has to constantly work and do these things. And meditation is to, to kind of step away from that those, uh, aux, you know, auxiliary inputs that are always going no matter what and just get to the silent underneath that. And that's who we are. I was diagnosed with anxiety about 18, two years ago, right? Yeah. And everybody that I talked to, like my therapist and my doctor and my and other people that I knew with anxiety, they were like, try meditation. You know what I mean? Because these anxious thoughts that enter your mind you can just stand on the side of the road and say, oh, yeah, look, that one's going to the right. That one's going, they're not real. You don't have to collide with them. You don't have to engage with them. Yeah. Just observe them, recognize them, and let them pass. You know what I mean? And yoga has a lot of the same kind of principles also, you know, when you're in, in yoga practice. It's the same thing. Qigong is the same. They're all breath-related. You basically telling your mind to calm the fuck down. It looks really simple. Yeah. It's, super, it's a super subtle art. I Trust me, man, I wouldn't be out here looking, I look crazy, I know I look a little crazy when I'm out doing it in front of people, but I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel the effects. I, it's, it's, it's something that really, it grounds me, man, like. Wait a minute, 
Is that the same thing as Tai Chi? Okay, Qigong is like the basic structure of, of Tai Chi. Qigong is basically you're building energy and you're circulating energy through your meridians and engaging circulation, trying to get the blood flow going. Okay. Tai Chi is actually moving it around in a martial format, you know. I, okay, so I'm ignorant. Like, I was, I'm not up on, like, when I was a kid, I would see, like, 15 old-ass Asian women led by one Asian man in in the park in Berkeley just going like this. It was like martial arts moves in slow motion. And I'm like, how are you going to whoop anybody's ass moving that slow? You know what I mean? I mean, that's true. It's not really... We talk about that in class. Yeah. You're not going to get out here and do that. But if you were to train it in a in a format of fighting... Yeah. The movements do work. It's, it's you know, a lot of it has been stripped down in, in, in the ancient times when, like, the ancient emperors would have their own, like, their family style of Tai Chi. Yes. Like, a lot of this is passed down through family generations. And they'd be like, all right, we're going to keep this for us. We teach everybody else Yang style, which is the major, the most popular format of it. Not to say it doesn't work, but it's just like, right. Kinda, they took out certain pieces of it. So, like, the masses can have this. We're going to keep this one as deadly. And, and like, just going back to that whole concept of like, as you're meditating and you're doing these 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 practices with qigong, and you're sort of observing your like you're you're monitoring your breath and you're observing your thoughts. And I've seen you also recently just withdraw from social media and withdraw, you know, from sort of public life as an artist here and there, not for long, you know, but for for periods of time you know that particularly like when the protests were happening i saw you like it's a little too intense for me because if i get out i'm a black man if i get out here and really express myself yeah somebody's gonna get offended because <laughs> yeah, i'm just saying like the structure of the society is such that if you black and you start standing up tall talking loud people get scared right and they're not it's not something that's that's really it's like i watched the. Uh, James Baldwin, I'm Not Your Negro, last weekend. And he was saying, you know, like, I grew up watching John Wayne. Like, John Wayne was my hero as a kid. Every every white man who, you know, who acts like John Wayne is a hero. Mm. But every black man in America that acts like that is a psychopath. Right, right. Stuff goes on, I have to check myself, because I'm like, I'm breathing heavy, I'm looking at stuff, I'm getting upset, I'm heated. I'm trying to hold compassion for the situation. I'm feeling all kinds of different things. And what I end up doing is calling up the homies or, or calling up people I trust and really processing or going out to the lake and cheating up and seeing somebody. Like, I seen Rico from Los Rockas this week. I saw Dage last week. I saw Locksmith the week before. I talked to Latif about it. I talked to Deuce about it. Like, I call people that are on the same way and I try to, and I try to like process my energy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't. I don't necessarily think everything is for social media. I'm a, I'm a little older dude. I'm we're in the same age group. Like I'm not 22 years old. Well, I, you know, and I, I think that withdrawal sometimes, like withdrawing from, especially if you're an artist, I, I think withdrawal from public life, withdrawing from social media. I think it's really underrated. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that there's something that there's something to be said for. And I'm guilty of this as anybody else. I mean, I post like crazy on Instagram. You know, we're doing this right now, obviously. You know, a lot of, for artists these days, your livelihood depended 
a lot of times on being online. But I do, especially, I find myself in these situations where it's just like you're you're just being bombarded with opinions, images, and the screen itself, you know. And then when when it comes to something real, like what we're going through right now, it can be incredibly overwhelming. And we don't know how to unplug sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I, I thought that I, I really applaud you for that, you know, because it can become an addiction. I mean, I, as much as anybody else, you know, I'm sitting here all, I have some weeks where the phone just does not leave, you know what I mean? I mean, I, to be real with you, man, I get, I get, uh, I'm when I catch myself in those moments, I get concerned for myself. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, what am I doing? Like, I get, I get heated at my kids. Like my kids woke up this morning and I walked out in the living room, and they was all on their they devices. Right. Like, and to me, like, fool, what's up? Like, right. You know what I'm doing? And I'm like, that makes me irritated a lot of mornings. Yeah. But I try to check myself on that because at the same time, I'm like, bro, what am I feeding my subconsciousness? You know, 80% of our behavior comes from the subconscious. So what am I feeding myself when it's all these random thoughts? Like, I follow a lot of people, man. Like, mostly people either inspire me or I know personally, or I just get good energy from them. And even them, sometimes they post stuff and I'm just like, I don't want to hear about that. I didn't watch the George Floyd video. And the last one I really intentionally watched was Oscar Grant. Mm. I watch no more black people get murdered on the screen. To this day, I have not seen the George Floyd video all the way. I can't watch I can't watch it, bro. I'm the same way. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see somebody die in front of me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's... It, it, it's fucking traumatizing, you know, and and I'm curious when you had this moment, when you when you withdrew and you're walking around Lake Merritt and you're seeing you're seeing Deuce and you're seeing Latif and you're seeing Locke. And uh, what are the conversations that you're having? I mean, it goes straight to the gut. That's the thing about it. Like, it's like, yo, this is crazy. Yo, man, I think this and it, it, it is probably, it, you know, in the format of. Instagram or whatever, it would be all the conspiracy theories that you we're reading and processing and stuff that I'm I don't necessarily even want to talk about on the screen right now. It's like, are you crazy? Do you really think that? Is that really how you and it's like right. I don't know what's going on. To be honest, I'm a very open minded person. Um, what I don't believe is the mainstream narrative. Mm. That I'm a little closed off to because I'm like, mm, I'm African in America. I've never really been told the truth. You know what I'm saying? I was promised 40 acres in a move back then. Yeah. You know, we was promised freedom. They just turned it into jails. They did this and that. So the way I look at it is very, I have a very critical eye to the society and the government. And so when I see what's going on now, like a lot of what's going on now is is like the things I'm talking about with the homies. One of the, one of the main plot lines was when I was in Atlanta back in the day in the 90s, I was reading all those books, Behold the Pale Horse and da-da-da. I got a little older. Once I had kids, I was like, it's not really doing me a service to be tripping out every day on this information. I put it to the side. Mm. I got a little more older. Now I'm looking at it like blood. Everything they were saying back in those books in the early nineties is what's happening right now. And it, that's what trips me out. Yeah. And damn, like it's a whole different point of life, but it's all real. Yeah. I had, I had uh, behold the pale horse and I read it probably in that time period like i think i got into like marcus books shout to marcus books and i and i was so fucking paranoid when i bought it. exactly i bought the book with my atm card 
And I was like, oh, shit, there's a fucking paper trail now of me owning Behold a Path. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that book was, at that, at that time anyway, if you had that, that book was highly controversial, you know, and it was almost like sort of, it was like an underground book. Like, if you had it, you were really fringy. You know, like, if you had that. But to jump in real quick, a lot of rappers had it. Oh, totally. Like, that's where hip-hop was at at that moment. Absolutely. That was the era that we were in, you know, thankfully. I, I, I'm really, we are very blessed to have come up in that era of hip hop, you know, where it was very informational in, in the music, you know what I mean? Anyway, I remember having that book and I was reading it and me and Gab used to talk about it all the time. And I would tell Joy, I told my wife about it and she threw the shit out. She was like, this shit is freaking me out. I can't be with this book. I can't have, and I, I had the book hidden in the house in case somebody tried to kick my door down, you know, because they knew that I had bought it with my ATM card, you know what I mean? That's how fucking parent, that's how underground that shit was at that time. Yeah, I, at least that's the way I felt, you know what I mean? Now it's whatever, man. There's so much information out there. It doesn't even matter. I mean, there is so much information and there's people saying a lot of different, like some uh, homegirl I talked to, in Sweden, she sent me something from this dude who was breaking stuff down, and I was like, "Bro, he's really doing the litany of every con like every conspiracy theory that's active right now." But he was doing it like it was just facts, and I was checking it, and I was like, "The only thing I can depend on now is what resonates with me and my spirit." You know what I'm saying? Like some things, some things I'm like, I kind of feel that, and then he says something else, I'm like, I'm not feeling that. Yes, yeah. that's really all I have to go on because. Yeah. So much information. There is a lot of falsities out there. There's a lot of truth out there. Yeah. And you kind of got to decide for yourself because nobody is telling you the truth on TV. Yeah. And they're not going to give it to you, bro. The thing about the news, it's people's opinions on the news. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't, if I turn on CNN or I turn on, you, you know, any news channel, it's not it's not really facts. It's like a bunch of people talking about the facts. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's very difficult, like you said, very difficult to decipher what the truth is. You know what I'm saying? And it's frustrating for me. It, it, it's super frustrating. And in this moment, man, it's almost like I, I have my own opinion on what's going on. You know what yeah. I'm Which changes. It changes. Yeah. As I get exposed and dirt, I start my, my thoughts shit. But when I go outside, I, don't, I haven't been wearing a mask. I wear a mask when I go in the store. Yeah. But I don't wear a mask out when I'm at the, at, at the park, mm. at the lake, when I'm driving in my car by myself. I'm not fitting to wear no mask. Because it's. It, I wear a mask when it's, uh, you know, fire season in California. Right. I wear a mask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when yeah. I'm outside right now, yeah. like the air's not toxic. Why am I wearing a mask and nobody's around me? Now, if I go around some elders and they say, young brother, where's your mask? I say, you know what? You're right. Out of respect for you, mm. if you want me to go put it on, I'll put it on. I'm not okay. finna argue with you. Yeah. What I what I think the body, how it works, and I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. As a elder, I respect you. You know what I'm saying? My mom, my mom comes around. I've seen my mom twice this morning. You know what I'm saying? Twice. Only twice. And like she just started coming out the house. That was that's in the last like two weeks. Yeah. So after that, I hadn't seen her. So I respect all of that. But the thing is, like, I'm just, I'm very conscious. And this is where the meditation and all the Qigong and stuff comes in. I'm trying to be very conscious of where I'm at and where my boundaries are and what's going to cross my boundary. And that might sound selfish, but it's really about 
knowing what works for me. Because what works for me that might not work for you. And what works for them might not work for me. But I have to find my own lane and a way to stay centered and grounded and not go crazy. Right. I go out, I go out to the supermarket with my kids, man, and I'm seeing crazy motherfuckers every day. <laughs> Fights yeah. at the grocery store. For what? For not wearing a mask. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? People just antsy. Like, people at the lake just want to fight. Like, I seen these two brothers about to fight. Like, it was like junior high school. Dude brushed him with his shoulder, and dude said, what's up? And other dude was like, the other dude looked crazy already. He looked depressed or manic, depressive or something. He already, and, other, and the dude who looked normal ran up on him like, what's up, what's up? Like, he had something to prove. And I was like, yo, I never, I don't, this, like, this is an everyday energy, at least around Oakland where I'm at. Yeah. It's like, people are edged out. And I, I think it's very important to know where you are. I'm going to take a break on social media if I need to. Yeah, I'm going to go be quiet and just hang out with my folks. I'm not trying to stay in the house by myself for two weeks, though. I'm not trying to do that. Did you did you go to, like, any of the celebrations at Lake Merritt over the past few weeks, like Juneteenth or anything? I, I didn't go to Juneteenth. I saw it, and I was, I was kind of wishing I did, but I had my kids that weekend, and it just seemed a little too much for my children. I got three children, so yeah. and they're little. So I just seemed like too I mean, the last... We were going to like Mary all the time. I go by myself, but with my kids. Yeah. The last time I went was like with my kids. There's one side is mellow and one side is hyphy. You know what I'm saying? I was going on the hyphy side before I got hyphy. And then the last time I went on that side, my oldest son was like, Dad, uh, <laughs> like an adult vibe, huh? And I was like, Damn, yeah, you're right. Because it looked like the club. Right. Dressed up, girls was fixing their weave and their wigs. It was like, Right. And smoking, and I was like, my kids is nine, five, and three, bro. So, like, I'm like, I can't really have them in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. And um, you, you know, on the one hand, it's like I understand the sentiment. I understand, you know, wanting interaction because we've all been in the house for weeks. Some, a lot of us without job. You know what I'm saying? Without company. And without seeing our family. So I get all that. I understand all that. But joy is also immunocompromised. So, like, I can't afford to get sick. And I've talked about this. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That respect. Yeah. Like, I can't afford to get sick. And, and people are definitely much more lax right now with, you know, with wearing masks and social. Just like you said, you know, there's people. It was like the club. You know what I mean? And, and for me, like, I was so... I was so conflicted because when I when I saw all these people getting together, da 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 da, like I was juiced that there was we were having a moment like culturally where we were all kind of coming out and there was solidarity and da 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 and 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 you know it was just a, an awesome community moment you know what I mean but at, then at the same time I'm sitting there as the dude with an immunocompromised family member like man somebody's gonna fucking get sick off of it. It, man, somebody's going sick. It is not, you, you know what I mean? And like me, the hard part has been like, sort of, I'm like you, I'm not going to stay in the house every week. I'm just not going to do that, man. But fighting the euphoria, you know, of, oh, we back, you know what I mean? Like, like just sort of fighting that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's the dangerous part, I think, that we have to be mild. And, and the fact, like you said, I mean, there's, there's people out there that maybe don't have the same immune strength that we do, you know, the situations, you know, 
Man, I was I was I went uh Camp Choice through something in the, at the by the lake uh what, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um it was like a protest rally concert, like and I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go out there. I thought it was, you know, it was a nice crowd, man. There's a couple hundred folks out there, maybe four, five hundred people. And uh my partner, I don't know if you know a Jai back in the I don't know, he's he's like an old school musician. He ran up on me aggressive with a mask. He's like, Where's your mask, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I was like, it's good, but he's like, nah, it ain't. It's real. I had three partners die from this. Da da da. And I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of processing. Like, okay, like it's super real to you. I get it. And it's it's some of it's real to me. Some of it ain't. Right. So I was like, I feel you. I feel you. It's also like anything else, man. Unless you get afflicted, abstract. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. I think what I see right now, the attitude is, well, shit, if I haven't gotten it so far, I'm, you know, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'll be cool, you know, or, gosh, you know, like, I see a lot of that right now, you know? And I think for particularly for we as people of color, it's dangerous, you know what I mean? Like, Asian communities, black communities, brown communities, definitely being affected at, at a disproportionate rate, you know, with with COVID, you know. And I think that it's easy to lose sight of that when you start to see businesses opening up again, restaurants and clubs opening up again. I've been to Alameda Beach, man, and we've been swimming, and it's been nice. <laughs> I, you know, I seen a dude with a face mask on at the beach. I was like, come on, glad you really <laughs> man like right I, but it's like i think part of it is man is is wait a minute was he in the water he was in the water with a face mask dipping his feet he couldn't go in the water i mean what's he gonna do i thought you meant like he was waiting he was waiting but he I had a face shirt off and bathing trunks on and a mask like not the mask this one but the face the, the plastic mask that's see-through you know what i'm saying i was just like mm. i mean this and this is part of it though man it's like I don't know what's going on, but I know that everybody is thinking about who they are in this moment and why they're here and what they're going to do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you got money or not, you're broke. Everybody's asking similar questions. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think, you know, obviously the George Floyd protests arose because people are asking questions right now. It's like, I don't want to bring up too much crazy, but like, it's like DJ Cuber. You, you saw what happened with him. What what did happen? Because I'm not... I, I, I'm not up on it too much, but from what I saw, Al Deuce was putting me up on game. He showed me a video. Somebody was like, you know, Black Lives Matter. And he was like, all lives matter, bitch. And everybody flamed him. Like, all the DJs was like, what are you talking about, Black? Hubert said that. All lives matter with a hashtag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people was like, bro, I'm going to beat your ass when I... Like, people was mad. Yeah, Kenny uh, did an interview with Eric Arnold and whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know Cuba personally. You know, a couple shows with him. I always looked up to him. I always respected him. Of course. But I think the thing is, is that you know, what I'm saying, being a part of the culture, this is this is not a moment to be like I say. I meditate. I do qigong and do my thing. Right. It's not a moment to be like I'm. I'm. I'm totally disassociated with the world around me, and I'm in my own art world and i'm just like i know a lot of people that have brand new music and nobody's dropping it because they feel like it's the wrong time yeah trying to be respectful of the moment and i think it's important for people to like look at themselves and where they're at on these issues it don't matter what side you stand on and i don't think he was necessarily doing that mm -hmm. then he had to do it in public in public is more harsh than doing it by yourself it's hard doing it by yourself too 
But then yeah. the public is like, you're at the whim of critiques from a bunch of people you don't even know or care about, and they're just bashing you. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a real time to do that kind of work because I don't want to do it in public, bro. You're absolutely right, man. I, I think one of the things about living in this particular era is, you know, you're forced to go inward, you know, because you can't go outside, you know, so you got to go inside. You, you have to, you know, you really have no choice. You're spending more time with yourself than you ever have, you know what I mean? And I think we're all contents under pressure right now. And some people might say, well, because we're being squeezed, we're showing our true colors. Yeah, somebody just said that in the, in, the, in the comments, actually. Right. Other people may say, well, it's because we're being squeezed, we're acting crazy. You know what I mean? Maybe it, it could be a little bit of both, depending on what day it is. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know that, I mean, after this is over, we're all going to fucking changed in some way hopefully for the better man yeah I, I agree i agree but i don't know that i don't know i don't know that you can hold everybody 100 percent literally to the way that they behave right now under pressure or can you i i think i think yo i think we have to but because it's almost like yo that's how the character of a, of a of a person is unveiled is through the trials and tribulations it ain't when you mobbing high and everybody on your nuts yeah like, oh i'm i'm the one i'm the, but it's like okay how do you face adversity and when you talk about the legends like james brown bob marley jordan anybody you know what i'm saying you talk about their struggles though you talk yeah. about how they won but you have in order to talk about what they won or what they did you have to talk about what they went through to do it. That's what makes you great. You know what I'm saying? And just to clarify, like, I'm not giving Cubert a pass. I don't know what he said or didn't say. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not, to be honest, I, I mean, I saw it like, like, Bam definitely had some words for him online or whatever. But I don't I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? It's but actually, It's not even worth checking out. It's not even like that. It just surprised me. I was like, damn, what? I, I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, Okay, yes, you can make the argument that, okay, when somebody's under pressure like this and they, and they are, you know, in, in situations of adversity that, okay, maybe we see what their true character is. Okay, you can say that. That can't, and, and I feel that way sometimes too. It's like, oh, this motherfucker rose to the occasion. Look at all this pressure he's under, you know. So you can say that, and I do feel that way sometimes. On the flip side, however, and I'm not saying that Q-Bird or anybody else is in this is in this category. I'm just saying that this shit can fuck with your head. You know what I mean? It does. Okay, right. <laughs> Actually, if you're not a meditative person or you're not, you, you know, you don't have some sort of method of dealing with the shit. Let me jump in on I, I, I have a homie. Yeah. It's a homie. I will say no names. This is, <laughs> this is a good brother with kids. Yeah. This dude killed his roommate Ugh. like three, four weeks ago. Wow. Under all this pressure in self-defense. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, uh, but yeah, it's real. And it's super, it's, it's bro. When, when they did, when they had the first, the first night of curfew. Yeah. When the protest was going and it was, it was high energy and it was like, bro, in the Bay, I don't know what LA was like, but it was like fools were breaking into Saxworth Avenue, Guitar Center, Best yeah. Buy, you know what I'm saying? Any luxury store or any place you really wanted to get something, that's what was getting hit. 
Right. The dispensaries were getting robbed at the same times in Oakland, the one in West, the one in the East, this one. Like, I'm talking about five minutes apart. It was very, that was probably one of the first times that I was like, God damn, it's actually going down. Like, I felt, I was in my crib, I pulled up to my house by myself, because my kids weren't with me that night. Yeah. The homie on the corner over here was bumping fuck the police hell loud out the window. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 no, I'm sorry. He was bumping fight the power. Oh, fight the power. And I was feeling real anxious that day. And I was like, man, I got to go talk to this cat. So I just went out there and I was like, bro, what's up? You playing some music? He's speaking to me right now. How you feeling? And we, I, I had never talked to this dude before in my life. We live across the street. Like 45 minutes and just chopped it up. And just the interaction of that. That's awesome. The music, hearing the music. Yeah. Calm me down. Because I was yeah. like, okay, all right. There's other life minds, even just sonically. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Calm me down. But my brain was going like, I was like, bro, what's about to happen? People was getting shot. The week before at the lake, people got shot at a graduation. They didn't talk about it in the news. They had a graduation ceremony for some high school kids and some youngsters got out and started busting at the crowd. Some dude in the crowd hit behind the tree, started busting at them. Yeah. The reason I know is because my boy was there watching it. It was like, it felt really like in that moment that things were unraveling. It is high energy. It is. And that's why I think it's important to, you got to be accountable, bud. Because if you ain't accountable now, you you mess around and go out there and, and you're going to start whacking people. You're going to start walking up and just socking people. I mean, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm just saying this is where it's important to be, have community. You might live by yourself, but you have people that, yo, I'm feeling stressed. Can I holler at you? But yes, come on, man. Come in here. You're absolutely right, man. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, because I think this all started in quarantine. And I think it's because, you know, we don't have outlets like you and I. I mean, it's very therapeutic for us to go out on the road and make music and be able to, you know, speak loudly in front of people. You know what I mean? And 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 express and do it. And we don't have these outlets right now. You and I don't have this outlet right now. And um, but. The thing that I, I agree with you that's missing and that's so dangerous in this situation is that isolation and is that lack of community and interaction, you know? And I think that people formulate really strange opinions and they, they start at, they have a tendency to act really out of sync when they're isolated, you know what I mean? It's easy to do that. It is easy to do that, man. You know, it's very, and it's easy to do it and not realize it's happening to you. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, and just myself included, a lot of people have mental health issues also that, that become exacerbated when they're alone like that. You know, you don't have access to all the things that maybe help keep you even keel. And maybe you don't have the tools to develop new methods, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, I really, when we got on, I really wanted to talk to you about like the Qigong and the meditation. And like I said, how I'd seen you withdrawing from social media and so forth. Cause I, I saw it as an effort for you as a survival skill to keep yourself sane. When I would go and, and start looking at my timeline mm -hmm. and it's all these like pictures of George Floyd or like these slave analogies and black people being brutalized and we need to, you know what I mean? It was just like, yo, I've lived it my whole life. And like, like you said on one of your posts, we've been doing this. It's good. Y'all waking up. But it's like, this is something we've carried with us. And 
that's a lot of times how I feel, but it's like when I wake up, I see that. And then I'm like, all right. Then I go out in the world and the streets is barren. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, I start to get like, okay, it's getting strength. So for me, I give I give super thanks, man, for one, my meditation practice, but two, my my qigong group, basically the teacher was like, no more classes, you know what I'm saying? But a few hardcore cats were still meeting up in the park. Okay. I meet up with two or three people and we keep training and that, just that, just having these to show up and be like, yo, we still here? And I, yeah, man, we still do it. We still got to take care of ourselves, right? That was very comforting to me. Just having that little bit of sense of community. Yes. Like-minded individuals outside of music, outside of quote unquote, you know, meditate, spirituality, whatever. But we're yeah. in the park just breathing. And every time I do it, I feel better afterwards. So I, I know I'm blessed to have that, that outlet, you know what I'm saying? And which is part of the reason why I wanted to get on a chop with you too, is that I think there's a lot of different ways to deal with this energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I think it's easier if you have already had an established practice Yeah, and starting something up new. But then it's like, you know, I talked to Eli the other day. He's like, bro, I just started Qigong class. And he was asking me questions. What's up? What's and I'm like, word, this is dope. Like, yeah. I've been talking about Qigong for a long time, but it's right. like now is a moment where it's like, yo, I got time. I'm not on tour. I'm about to do it. And like, you're right, bro. It is it's, it's, the first day they announced quarantine. I'm going to be completely transparent. I just hit the pen. I was in my house. Like, I'm about to put on some beats or something. And my homegirl texted me. He was like, yo, it's quarantine tonight. I was so paranoid that moment. I was pacing my house like a madman. Like, why? Because I thought there was going to be tanks on the corner. Okay. Yeah. I thought there's gonna be soldiers around the neighborhood, and like yeah. you couldn't leave the house. Like I, I had a extreme version of what this meant, and so I was just very. I mean, I was tripping, and I had to pull. I called her. I was like, "What are you gonna do?" She's like, "Calm down. Go get some food." All right. So I hit the store. I went to the neighborhood. I didn't go to Lucky's or Safeway or none of that. I went to the neighborhood store in the, in the Dubs, where mm-hmm. nobody ever is. Don't you know there was a line like thirty minutes long around that mug? And everybody's in there grabbing stuff. And, I'm, and I'm like, just, I'm lit in there just grabbing salt and stuff that's still in my cabinet, bro, from four months ago. But just that whole mentality. And then as it started to come down, I was like, all right, it's not that bad. It's not great. But I started to be like, I have tools that I can lean back on. Right. Help me become a better person rather than digress and devolve in this moment. Because a lot of people are sitting there smoking and drinking every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just trying to numb the pain. And I don't I don't think that's the best way either. We got to deal with whatever we're dealing with and like really look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like like for me. OK, so I, I kind of, you know, I had hit a point like around Christmas 2019. Right. Where I was just like unhappy with a few things, you know, you, you know, so I really started getting, you know, I kind of stopped doing yoga for I'd been on the road for a lot of 2019. You know, I was living in L.A. a lot of the time. And I got back for the holidays. I was way overweight. You know, I was pretty unhappy. My anxiety was acting up a little bit. I started getting more into fitness, you know, and I started eating differently. And then once quarantine kicked in, like you said, I found refuge in that. That's why you see me drinking my green juice, which is completely gone. <laughs> but the, the point that I'm trying to make is that, yes, sometimes this pressure, 
also to kind of go back to what we're saying, I mean, it, it will make you respond no matter what. It can make you respond positively, it can make you respond negatively, it can make you respond either way at different times. But fortunately, I found something that gave me some sort of therapeutic out, which was exercising and really focusing on, on my mental health and my physical health, you know. But I can totally see how that could turn into getting bent every night, you know, da-da-da. I mean, I could totally see that, and I understand, you know. But at, that's where, it, you know, a new challenge becomes introduced, you know, is like managing ourselves. It, that's, that's what I think is going on, though, because no matter who you are, I don't care if you got billions of dollars, I don't know what that's like, but I don't, I assume or you on the street, you have to, in this moment, go like, all right, what am I about to do today? Mm -hmm. I can't watch, I can't go to the baseball game. I can't watch basketball. I can't go to a soccer game. I can't go to a concert. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go and really go to the beach necessarily. I can go outside. When I go outside, is everybody out there doing stuff because, bro, when you go out around here on a nice day, anywhere you go is packed. You know, mm -hmm. like New York City in the summertime. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere you go, it's cracking. Gotta have a space where it's like, all right, what am I about to do? Right. I, I think one of the cool things I've been seeing is like when I do go out, and why I mentioned I see all these rappers and stuff, cats at the lake working out or riding bikes or jog, is because I see the homie, the peers, handling it in a positive way. Yes. Like when I see my homies out there jogging and like bouncing, what's up, blood? All right. I'm like, yeah, you doing And I'm out there like this, just in there it's like you have to find a way and i think really hip-hop taught us a lot of that man it's, it's taking them 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 lemons to make a lemonade because you had to find a way to express those feelings that weren't being addressed and that's what hip-hop culture was for us so i think with with the thing we practice as as a career or a passion or art yeah it has built into it I mean, just the music itself, man. I've been writing a lot of music lately, too, which is another thing that this quarantine has brought me. Right. Just to air myself, man, I'm just going to... I thought about not saying it, but I might as well say it. Since last October in 2019, I've been in court for custody of my kids. So I was stressed out anyway, bro. Yeah. I was not on social media before this started. You know what I'm saying? Coming around on you know, March, March 2nd was my last court date. And I got 50-50 with my kids, all that. Boom. So I was like, all right, cool. Two weeks later, boom, I'm back in the in the trenches with... So yeah. for me, this is all, like, I'm like, all right, I'm being... It's like the child of Job right now. It's like I'm getting I'm getting hit from different directions. Tenth round, I'm getting socked. You know, I got to figure out a way. I got to figure out a strategy to maintain through the rest of the round, regroup myself, and then come back with something... And so that's where I feel this quarantine is for me, man. I've been writing a lot more music than I have been because I was so stressed out all last year. I mean, I was recording, but not really my heart not being totally connected to my work. You know what I'm saying? Did you feel that, okay, so was it, for, for, first of all, congratulations. I, I see people saying congratulations for custody. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's huge, man. Congratulations. Yeah. I've heard that happening with you and i and i had heard that it, that you were going through it so i'm I'm happy to hear you know that that resolved man okay so at that moment then from my you said october of 2019 yeah. 
was the pressure or was the pain of it so all consuming that your writing wasn't really feeling inspired or like like you felt like the art was being affected negatively yeah i was being affected negatively i felt like i was in defense mechanism mode mm. uh i was trying to just you know probably like what a lot of people feel going through this quarantine thing just trying to just trying to hold off the negative feelings and right just get away stop 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 and then i went to uh it was it was super auspicious man my homie hit me up and well i just met him before i went uh but he hit me up and brought me out to hawaii for like a week i had two shows but in between them two shows i was just chilling at Kauai at his house mm. during that week i felt like i was like all right i got it it's right before my birthday too mm-hmm. right before my court date right right like my birthday was that week while I was in in Hawaii. I don't know how this shit lined up, man. I don't, it just was, it just happened. So I was out there in the water, praying in the ocean. Yeah, a lot of time by myself, going to the beach a lot, put my qigong every morning, and I, it, I think it gave me a chance to like spend time, like quality time with myself, and really look at what I was going through. Yeah. But when I came back, I felt like I had an extra. Uh, an extra layer of like strength or maybe a, like I, I had discovered a, a different uh, a deeper well of a resolve in myself that I didn't know was there wow so back I was like alright boom I got music and I started working on music but it was still I was getting drugged back and forth when I had court dates I'd be tense then when court would get out I'd be alright alright cool I'm alright and then it's court date approach I'd get tense again Mm-hmm. okay i'm good i'm good I'm good so when this thing happened it was very familiar feeling mm. uh, and i was just defense mechanism blocking it out smoking just hold myself together like this and then at a certain point i woke up maybe like second week of april and I'm, I'm hella depressed mm. like i feel empty what's wrong with me and this is like at the beginning of quarantine right this is right around the- this is like a month in maybe I can't go. I can't move like this. This ain't. I don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and at that point, I made a decision. Like you know, I talked to my homegirl about it. She was like, "Uh, I mean, you waking up smoking? You smoking for lunch and dinner?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. And I started being like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta be more uh, disciplined with my life. Period. Like I can't just." It's not helping me to do that. I'm running away from things and they're chasing me and they're faster than me. Right. I'm running and they're catching me every time. Running and get caught. So at that point, I said, let me switch it up. And I started really like, I'm going to Qigong every day. I got to meditate no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got to get in the lab. And then, and as I started to shift that, Cats was like, yo, I need a feature. What's up? Yo, I got this. Look. And, and the energy shifted and I watched it shift and I was like, damn, okay. Like and now I'm I'm more, I feel like my feet are more grounded than I've been in years, man. Well, that I mean that's I, that's amazing, and it and it kind of goes back to what we're saying. In this time, we have no choice but to, we're forced to spend a lot of time with ourselves. You know what I mean? And and we're forced to make decisions and examine what path we're going to take. You know what I mean? And that's amazing that that you ha- you have this practice in place. So you're like, okay, let me fall back on always work for me you, you know what i mean it's such a blessed dude i'm i feel like i started learning this stuff like i said in atlanta mm-hmm. and when i think that first record mind over matter it's funny man because which is 
classic. Thank yeah. But it's a trip because I read on a I read a comment on my YouTube about an album I did with DJ Fresh, and this dude was like, "This new style is whack. What happened to the Enlightenment? What happened to da da da?" And I'm thinking of my usually like reading a comment like that would actually cut me and hurt me. Right. But I'm reading it and I'm being like, "I was living life, man. Like I was going through it. Like I wrote that record barely making, like splitting up with my my, my ex, and I'm putting out this record just as a life raft for myself." When I made Mind Over Matter, I was doing this every day. That's all I did. Write music, go to work, come home, meditate, write music. So, like, I feel like now I'm closer to that energy that I was when I first made Mind Over Matter than I've been in 15, 17 years, man. That's big. Just being focused on, like, the music actually feels good. Like, I'm not doing it because, like, I got to make something that's a hit. I got to make something that people going to slap. I'm making it because I like this and it makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, I learned working with these cats because they're, they're cool and it's a good, fun interaction. Like, yeah. the whole real business idea around it, except that this is my medicine as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, the music, it's been that way. It, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I just want to bring that up that, that I don't know if you feel this way, but something that you just said sparked this. Like, for me, at this point in my life, like, I, I don't even want to work on music with people if it's not fun or I don't get along with that person. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not interested in having a painful working experience just because there may be a good song on the other side. of it. I think I think it's, uh, you know, I feel the exact same way, man. And I feel like it's because maybe it's our age because we we've been doing it a long time. And it's like, at the end of it, I think the payment is the experience. Like when you're talking about going on tour and all that, it's the experience of it. It's like the, the great conversations you have with your homie for six hours on an eight hour drive or- The camaraderie, camaraderie. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? Or that experience where like, I just met this dude on Instagram who makes beats. Just one day I'm chilling and he hits me up and I'm like, yeah, send me some beats, whatever. And he sends me this beat and I'm like, he sends me like 30 beats. Each yeah. categorized with a, a certain, you know, style. And I'm listening. I'm like, damn, this fool was nice. He's right. like, oh, whatever you want, just pick what you want, and it's all good. And I'm like, like that? Because I, I could tell his, his skill. He sends me the beat. I record something to it. He's like, yo, this is dope. I think you should work with my homie. Da, da, da. And I'm like, the flow is so easy and natural that yeah. it's like, this is fun. I don't want to. I don't want to hit you up and talk about beats and then, you, oh, you owe me this much or I want this much. It's like, bro, we're gonna, it's always going to be equitable because yeah. we both made it. You know what I'm saying? That's not even a conversation that I'm trying to have. Like, if just from being who I am and being in it so long, like, you get your right. publishing, I want your publishing, we split the world, yeah. wherever it got to be, it's cool. But I just want to yeah. make music because it feeds my spirit, man. It, it, yeah. Like I wanna, and I and I talked to Amp about this before we separated. I was like, "Bro, when it's not fun, I don't want to do it no more, man." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point of making music if it's not fun? Yeah, isn't that that's what we're after? Is is enjoying life, man? You know what I'm saying? Where Where are you guys at now? You and Amp. I mean, that's it's 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 crazy because this quarantine has we start we had a two and a half hour conversation uh, like a month ago. Like That's right. from Atlanta, like we've been talking uh, like once a week on on text message. Like all my old school partners, somehow through this quarantine, have realigned. It's mm. it's kind of weird, man. Like, why do you think that is? I think maybe it's so quiet, and you get to really tap in with who's real. 
Yeah. Hep's my brother, man. Regardless, if we make another song again in our lives, we've been through too much, man. We literally traveled the world together. He knows yeah. my family. I know his family. He knows people, members of my family that are gone now. I know members of his family that are gone now. You know what I'm saying? We've been through too much. That's my brother regardless. You know what I'm saying? So it was really affirming to have that moment when we reconnected. And we didn't talk about music. Just like you and I barely talked about music. Yeah. I mean, we talked for two and a half hours. I don't think we mentioned music one time. It was about mm -hmm. how you doing? How the kids doing? Mm -hmm. How you handling this? What, where's your mind at? Like, what are you doing to sustain? Like, it was all life things. You know what I mean? That, and that was a month ago. When was the last time that you guys had talked to each other prior to that? I saw him on, uh, I forget the name of the tour, but it was a revolution in Stephen Marley, the summer of 2018. I saw him a couple times, and that was the first time I had seen him where our vibe was like, I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, I didn't feel any of the old the tensions or any like the a little stuff. You, you in a group, man, you know what I'm talking about. It's like brotherhood, like, you know, over the years, those things turn into monsters if they're not dealt with. And like, it was really cool over that summer to see him and just be like, yo, what's up, love? And like, yo, me and my ex is, you know, me, me and my, my woman, my, and he was like, yo, I feel you. And like really a genuine connection there. So that was, that was amazing that. So like, I think, you know, talking to him a, a month or whatever ago was just an extension of that feeling of like, right. Like we, we, we brothers through life, man. And we, if we don't support each other, who, who we gonna support? You know, I, I, I saw him probably want to say about a year ago. And like, I knew that when you guys separated, like you said, I'm in a, I've been in groups too, in a group now, you know what I mean? With Latif, whenever we decide to make records, we do. And uh, so I know how difficult that can be. Okay. So I know that situation. And I heard that, you know, you guys had split. You and I talk about it, you know what I mean? But I saw him about a, maybe about a year ago. And we were talking about Zion I, the group, the two of you. And I definitely got the vibe from him that a lot of that shit that maybe he had been feeling emotionally and that you guys had been feeling him that maybe that you were feeling emotionally i definitely got the vibe from him that just in his body language and in his and, and just in the way that he was talking about it in his tone of voice i definitely got the vibe from him that a lot of that stuff emotionally had washed up on the beach you yeah. know what i mean and it was water under the bridge and we definitely didn't talk any details and it was, but just the way that he was talking about you, you know, and just the way that he was talking about the past and the work and all that kind of stuff. It definitely didn't feel, I didn't get the vibe from him at all that emotionally it, it was in a, a complicated place anymore. You know what I mean? And that's what I felt too when I thought. Okay. I, bro, the, the year he left that year, one of my best partners passed away, Latif. My grandmother died, and my mm. son died, and mm. left the group, and I left my management. Yeah, I left my booking. Aid. Like it was like reset button, like hard reset. Like you know when your computer got the spinning wheel for like thirty minutes, and you like all right, right, and you know, wipe it clean. It was like that. That's the feeling of that. And so I was going through a lot in that moment. And when he left the group, even like a little prior to that, he was going through a lot. Yeah. So now it was really cool when I saw him in 2018 because 
I was experiencing something in that moment that he had already gone through. So there was a there was a mutual understanding that was just there. You know what I'm saying? Without even having to talk about it, it was like life experience. Like, oh, you, oh, okay. You going through that now? I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, it's just dope, man, because there's so many dope memories and so many, I mean, bro, like literally my, one of my dreams in life was to travel the world. Mm-hmm. This is the guy, we, we made it possible together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Both of our efforts made this possible. This man, this reminds me of plenty of shit. Speaking of pandemics, <laughs> speaking of pandemics, do you remember when we were on that tour? Uh, yeah, sorry. Don't say it, sorry. I feel like it was like early 2000s. It was like 2003, I think. Yeah. So, so like my debut solo, like later that day had just come out. So it was like my debut solo album had just come out. So it was Zion I, Dukes, and dust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And every morning, <laughs> every morning, or every day, I would show up at Soundcheck, and I didn't know where y'all were, but I would just hear Ant Live somewhere in the background. Goose! You know, like, it would be some shit like that, you know, and you guys would pile out the van or some shit, you know what I mean? And that's how we were all traveling at that time, right? Yeah. And it was it was a band, it was a group from Minneapolis called... Uh, I job. Odd jobs. <laughs> Odd jobs. Who else was on that tour? It was the three of us. It was D Sharp. Lifesavers. 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 This was when it was SARS. SARS was the pandemic at yeah. that, right? We're all spooked. Nobody wants to go anywhere. Nobody wants to go into Canada. We were at the Canadian border. <laughs> Do you remember this shit? Yeah. And the dude from Odd Jobs, I can't remember. Shout to Odd Jobs. I can't remember my man's name, but he was like, Let's just go in there and fucking do it. I think it was Crescent Moon. Okay, right. And and Irv, versatile from yeah, everybody was split. Not everybody wanted to do I was, it. I wasn't with it. I was really with scared it. about SARS, right? They were super scared. And like apparently there were all these cases in Canada at that time or some shit. And Amp Live was like, well, let's just go. We should just go. Let's just do it. Right? Like this, right? <laughs> And Irv, versatile from life, so he was like, I can't go, man. I got seeds. I got seeds, man. Go. Right? And and Amp Live was making a case for going. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what I want to do. You know what I mean? And then you go and you, you up to Amp Live. You know, because people don't know, Zumbi's got these thumbs. What? He's got these Qigong thumbs, you know what I mean? They go like this. <laughs> and you went like, went up to Amp and you went, but don't nobody want to come. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but then you forgot your own quote, because you were like, after that, you was like, Man, I'm finna go get me a burger or something, man. Dude. <laughs> I heard about that. Somebody told me that that was your favorite quote of my. I don't remember saying that at all. It, it wasn't the quote. It was the timing. It was so <laughs> funny because it was like we was all stressed out. We were debating this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And after after it was like we nobody want to go. You was like, man, I'm finna go get a burger or something, man. Like it was just it took all the light. It was just brought all the comedy back, and nobody at that moment for us. 
I wasn't even tripping off going no more. It's like, bro, we're going to have a day off. We're going to go eat and we go to the next city and keep it pushing. Like, No, but somebody went. Somebody did go. I think the odd jobs might have went. They went. They went. They went. They I did. Think, I think the show was whack, too. Right? Yeah, no, I, nobody showed up. <laughs> they did the gig. That was so crazy, man. There are so many stories. He sure just tapped in with odd jobs. <laughs> Because I was talking to Deuce, and we brought we brought this story up in in light of uh, COVID nineteen. Right. I like, well, remember SARS. It was like exactly. That's like the cousin of COVID nineteen. Like literally, bro. I seen a thing, a chart. I forget. It was like oh, okay, SARS was two thousand four, and it had like a disease every two years. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now it's two thousand twenty, and it follows yeah. the exact pattern. So it was just tripping like. Damn, bro, we've been kind of going through, but this is this one is obviously much different. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Clearly, it's it's different. It's much more serious, man, for sure, man. But it's it's people out there. I had a conversation with Russell Peters, you know, and he was like, you know, and he was like, like a lot of people, he's like, I don't know what to believe, you know what I mean? And certainly, there's that shit out there. But I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, this shit don't exist. We don't even need masks. You know what I mean? This shit is, you know, I think, I think that's that's a dangerous attitude to have, man. You know what I mean? That's you know just. I, I, I think you're right, and I and I and I I feel like I've gone through moments of that. Yeah. But then it's like you know the rational side of myself is like, bro, calm down. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm out there with it, but I'm not I'm not without logic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, you know, when my mom is like, I'm not coming out the house. I'm like, okay, you should order. And when yes. I, you know, I go to my homie's house, his mother's at the crib, and she, right. or she's trying to stand back. I've known her my whole life, but it's like, I respect it. it but at the same time, you know, I see, I, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the documentary, Plandemic. No. Um, well, they wiped it off the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my, home, my home girl sent it to me. I watched it. I sent it to hella people, like 30 people on Instagram. Yeah. That shit was on there for two days, and then they wiped it off all the internet. You feel me? So when they wiped it clean, that's when I started being like, oh, y'all motherfuckers yeah. in front of China for doing that shit, but you're censoring information too. Facebook is censoring, Instagram is censoring, Google censoring. So yeah. if y'all doing that, why are you doing that? And that's what made me feel like the video, I got it if you want to watch it, but it made me feel like the documentary had some, I'm not saying everything in there was true, yeah, it, it felt like some of that was undermining whatever they're doing because this thing don't seem like. I mean, the motherfucker got a patent on the disease, bro. They whipping up a vaccine within nine months. Like vaccines take ten years. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? There's certain stuff happening where I'm just like, there's obviously an agenda in place. You see what I'm saying? Like on some level, I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna be crazy and act like I know what's going on. I don't. But from my perspective, I'm looking at it like, yo. This does not seem regular. You know what I'm saying? You know what, Steve? I'm going to go get a burger, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, you kind of got to do that. You kind of got to do that. You kind of got to go get a burger. You do. <laughs> bro, I, I got, bro, I had moments where I'm just like, bro, I stay outside. I, I've been at the lake one time for like four hours talking. Yeah. I was supposed to go work out, and I seen the homie, and I, we just started talking. And I was like, I needed that, though, because yeah. I need to take my mind away and, and vibe on some, 
some regular stuff with some regular people and not be tripping. I don't want to trip off this shit because we still got to live, man. And when else are you going to have that moment except for at that very time where you see each other? You know what I mean? It's it's not like, I don't know. It's, you, you know, we have to take advantage of this interaction when we can, man. You know what I mean? And, and on, on another note, though, that's why, like, on that same vibe, that's why I appreciate your cooking thing, man, because when I see it, it lightens me up. Oh, good. That's no matter what mood I'm in, I see you doing it like, pokey bowl. And you got joy over there. You know what I mean? Y'all whipping it up. The food looks delicious. Thank you. <laughs> it, but it makes me go like, yeah, yeah. Well, we, gotta, we, can't be, we can't be out here stressed out every day, man. We got to live our lives and learn how to enjoy it, maybe in a little different way. Well, you, you know what it was, man, is that, you know, I like you. And, and am a performing artist confined to the house. You know what I mean? And so I have to, whether it's, I had to find something to fucking do. You know what I mean? That was, so you could say, you know, you're here doing this. I got to do, like you, I have to find some other outlet. And I'm not, I don't profess to be like an amazing cooker. I'm a dad cook, bro. If it takes longer than 30 minutes, I'm not doing it, man. <laughs> exactly right. I got to say, man, the thing that makes me happiest about it is exactly what you said, is that a lot of people have said, you know, it lightened things up for me. Yeah, man. And that's the whole point of, of art, right, is it, it should help people. Mm -hmm. it's real and that's you know what i'm saying like it's i mean I've, I've had days where i'm on i'm going and i like i'm at the crib by myself or something in the middle of the day yeah and i'm, I'm looking through my timeline and i'm looking for somebody to literally give me some insight into how i it's a little bit like appear a peek into like some positivity like i've had days like this yeah. not today not today obviously but i've definitely had days where i'm just like I'm looking for something like. Who's doing that for you right now on Instagram or online anywhere? Who's doing that for you right now? To be real, man, I, I don't really, I'm not feeling the same way I did. Right? I mean, I like to check out Rizza Islam. His stuff is a little heavy sometimes. Okay. I feel like he's coming with the science, though. I ain't really been tapping in, to be honest with you. That's why you ain't seen me posting that much, because I've just been kind of like, I'll go through and look, like some things, make some comments on my folks. And I kind of try to turn it off, man. And my kids getting the screen time. So my kids always got my phone more than me now, bro. They, um, I pull back, like you said, you notice me kind of like recede a little bit. I go in waves. If I'm out with my kids doing something cool, I'll take pictures and stuff. But if it's right. I'm not forcing myself to generate anything, I'm spending more time in the lab. I should probably show that a little more. Hmm. Uh, just kind of more like, I feel like the energy has shifted a little bit too. Since the protest, there's been some, I'm not sure what that is, but I don't know, man. For a minute, I had a bunch of folks hit me up like, I want to be part of the protest. What can I do? And I was like, <laughs> you need an explanation? Like, no, for real. Like, it's a little, it's almost offensive what you're saying to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, dude, my buckets is getting killed and you talking about, I want to help. Get involved, shit. Exactly. Like, well, I, want shit, I want direction from the black community. And I'm right. like, this shit is crazy to me right now. I see a lot of people that may have been on the sidelines before forced to take a position, which is healthy, in my opinion. I mean, it's so necessary. Like, people that may have been like, 
oh, that's happening over there. I don't need to worry about that. Or maybe, oh, another one of these, but yeah, maybe there was some, you know, maybe it was, I see a lot of people that maybe would have assigned blame, you know, like maybe it was 10% his fault or nine, 90% their fault. And I see people now like, oh shit, this is coming to a head. I have, you know, people that may not have been at, had a, had a, a, a public opinion, you yes. know, are like, oh shit, I have to take a fucking position on this now. This is all, this is all consuming. You know what I mean? I can't escape this now. All, all consuming, that's a good word. Yeah. You know, I have to take a position on this now. And I think that's really important because I, I feel like regardless of where a person may stand on what's happening right now, we need to know where we stand with each other on this thing so we can move forward. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. So I don't care. You know, honestly, I don't care if I disagree with you or not. That's fine. You know, but I need to know where you're at on this so that we can move forward. You know? I, I agree, man, because the, 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 uh, the casual, Oh, that's wrong. We're all equal. Yeah. We're just equal. You're making it worse by talking about it. Yeah. Oh, you don't live where we live. You don't have the historical context. Yeah. Been through it. Don't act, don't negate the reality. That's the thing with me. It's like I, I did an interview, a uh, virtual campfire, and she was asking me about music, and I was like, "Yo, I just made this playlist," and I was like, "It's tripping me out because I got Sam Cooke on there. These, mm. I got James Brown, '60s, '70s. Mm. I got." PE 90s. I got Kendrick Lamar to that like modern. And it's like, this is, and I'm not going all the way back, but I'm just, my point was, this has been something that we've been dealing with. And, and, and all our arts, it's almost like a central theme of being American. Yeah. For black in America. You know what I'm saying? So this has never gone nowhere. It, and it's like to be, to act like it ain't real is so dismissive that it's like, you can't be serious, bro. Because just because, I don't know how electricity functions in my house. Don't mean I don't turn on the lights. Right. Totally. Yes. Well, I I, I agree. And I, I, as soon as you started mentioning those artists in those eras, I knew what you were going to say. This It's part of our history. But, you know, I think that in closing, man, I, I feel like one of the things that we talked about today that this sort of, that's been sort of permeating conversation, man, is that the importance of us having this community and this bond strong, you know? And, and I, I know that you and I have always had it in, in, in the artistic community, we have it because, you know, let's be honest, it's a small community. It's not a really huge group of people when you think about it, you know, this artistic community. And I feel like by and large, we've always had that, you know? And I think that, that, I think that as we are under these really difficult, really strange, unprecedented chaotic circumstances one of the things that that i've been coming back to in this conversation not just you but also with you know a lot of the other people that i've talked to on mobile homies man it's just this sense of community and togetherness really kept everybody focused gotta have it and you, you know i think if it's one silver lining that we can we can embrace and, and use moving forward is just remember these people that kept us sane. Remember the bond with each other that we had that kept us sane, man. And uh, I, I mean, I don't even mean to clip you, but like, literally, bro, like, like I said, all my folks like kind of all trying to back up around this. Yeah. I got, I got a, a, a group chat with all, my old group from Atlanta. 
Mm. We were signed to Tommy Boy in 1993. We never came out. But all of them cats in that crew, who I haven't seen in 20 years, <laughs> all of a sudden during this, we're all we're texting each other once a week. Oh, what's up? Oh, you see that? Oh, what happened in Atlanta? Oh, what's going on? Oh, and it's like one dude's in Atlanta, one's in New York, and it's like it's a trip. It's it's been really dark because those moments sometimes is where like while it's going on in live, yeah, and then I get this other perspective, and some of these cats is just like ah, oh, it ain't nothing. Mm. And some is like, I ain't never going to a music festival ever again in my life. Right. Like you get this vast disparity of ideas and perceptions, but it it just calms me down, man. It makes me not so like sometimes I feel in these moments that I have to go do something, and it's like, well, what you gonna go do? Right. Like, where you going? There's <laughs> nothing open. We, we we you can't. I mean, it's like okay. And then I process my thoughts with some of the homies, and it's like, that's what I want to do. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I just want to air my feelings, hear your feelings, and then that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's all it takes, man, and it just alleviates all that pressure, man. Thank you, man. That was super dope, man. I appreciate you, man. God bless the family. Yeah, likewise. Congratulations on custody and all that. I know that was difficult, and I'm I'm very I'm extremely happy for. You. I know your I know your kids. They're great kids. I love those boys, man. And thank you for doing this. I love you too, man. Bless you, brother. Yo, thank you for listening to Mobile Homies. Make sure you subscribe and hit me with a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcasts. For more content, hit up lyricsborn.com. Love y'all. Uh.